This episode of The Gentleman's Brotherhood is brought to you in part by the generosity of our supporters on Patreon. To unlock an exclusive selection of perks, including early access to our content and your name in the credits of future videos, please visit patreon.com slash Juan Sepulveda. I have a question for you. Did you vote already? Millions of Americans have voted already and in numbers that have surpassed the early voting that happened in the 2016 presidential election. Now, some people will attribute some reasons for why that happens and why it didn't, but at this point, that's irrelevant. Today in The Gentleman's Brotherhood, I'm talking to you about politics, but not in the way that you may be thinking about. I'm not gonna tell you, hey, you should vote for this candidate or you should vote for the other candidate. You should vote this way in this issue or the other way in this issue. What I wanna to talk to you today about is the fact that in the 2016 presidential election, 55.7% of Americans showed up to the polling stations. That is a dismal number in comparison to many other developed countries. As a matter of fact, the US figured number 26 on a list of the Organization for the Economic Cooperation and Development. That means some of the other countries of the world that are also democracies that have a, a, a vested interest in the progress of their countries, we figured 26 out of 32 in that list. And I think that there's some underlying reasons why people don't vote. Today, I wanna to talk to you about voting your conscience. One of the reasons why people don't vote is that they don't feel that they're informed enough. They perhaps feel inadequate going and voting when they know they're gonna face some questions that they don't really know how to answer. So ideally, in the next few minutes, I'll share with you some tips and some tricks that can help you be a more involved, a more informed voter without necessarily making politics your number one priority. My name is Juan Sepulveda from The Gentleman's Brotherhood. If you don't know me already, I thank you for spending the time with me today. And I invite you to subscribe to this channel if the kind of information that I'm sharing with you, you find of value. Now, when I talk about voting your conscience, what I refer to is having enough information so that you can make a decision that is going to move your country in the right direction. Whether you live in the United States or in any other country, it is important that you know enough to make an informed decision. So that when it's time for you to go to the polling station and cast your ballot, you don't feel inadequate about not knowing enough. You don't feel that you are voting for something or for someone that you are not familiar with. That can't be a good feeling and perhaps is one of the reasons why so many people avoid voting altogether. I'm not advocating that politics becomes your number one priority in life. But what I'm saying is that as members of a civilized society, I think it's our civic duty that we are somewhat involved in the selection of the direction in which our country moves. So here's some tips to help you in that process. First off, I wanna to talk to you about the virtue ethics approach. That is the approach in which you are looking at voting and you're looking at the decision-making as a result of your 
analysis of a variety of virtues. And first, I think it's important for me to clarify, what are virtues? Virtues are excellent character traits. Virtues are the, the things that show moral rectitude or show that you are a, an upstanding or upright citizen. And among some of the virtues that you can find whenever you're looking at, at politics, you can think of, of honesty, integrity, courage, compassion, empathy. These are all traits that are going to make you as a voter and the candidates who are in, in the ballot, uh, these are some of the virtues that you can look at and try to come up with a determination of whether these are individuals that you want to vote for. Now, the virtue of integrity, for example, the individual that you're looking at in the ballot, do their words match their actions? This is an important trait to have because you want someone who is, is uh, someone who has integrity, someone who walks the walk, not just talks the talk. And this is one of the things that people really get turned off to politics by because politics, they have a, a good way of, of talking. They say a lot of nice things. They, they practice what they're going to teach or what they're going to say to the people that listen to them. But does it always match their actions? And that's an important thing to see. If the individual has some sort of um, political career or visibility in, in the community, if you've had access to see this individual, perhaps you can make a, a, an informed decision of whether this is a person of integrity or not. Now, one of the virtues that I mentioned also was courage. And you may think like, what, what's there about courage in, in voting? And along the lines of voting your conscience, it may not be an easy decision for you to actually vote a certain way. And here's what I mean. Let's say, for example, you come from a household where your family normally votes a certain way, whether it's uh, they vote strictly Democratic, uh, supporting the Democratic Party, or strictly supporting the Republican Party, the Libertarian Party, or if you're in another country, perhaps the, uh, the parties that are part of your country, right? If you go to the polling stations and you cast a vote strictly for that party, perhaps you're not taking into account their positions, right? So it may take some courage for you to go against what your family normally, normally does. And I hear this all the time. Well, in my house, we always vote Republican or in my, my family, we're always uh, Democratic supporters. But I don't think that's a very good or well-informed reason to vote a certain way. So the virtue of courage comes into place because you're being courageous in casting a ballot that goes against what perhaps your friends, your family, your community members are expecting. Now, from a virtue ethics point of view, you also have to consider vices, which would be the opposite of virtues. And vices are considered to be things related to moral depravity, uh, moral fault or failings. You could describe vices as defects or trivial defects or perhaps shortcomings in an individual's character. And I'll help you by thinking through some of these vices. The word vice normally is associated with physical vices like smoking or or drinking, but we all know that in moderation, some of those things 
are, are okay to do. But the word vice has an even deeper, more broad connotation. And I'll share some examples of vices that perhaps come into play in your decision making so that you can vote your conscience. Let's say, for example, an individual who is uh, being lazy. Oh, I just don't want to have to research. I don't want to have to talk about politics and, and find out how to vote. The vice of sloth, right, which is the, the opposite of, of industry, of, of hard work. Maybe you're being a little lazy. You, you really don't feel like doing all that work to cast your vote. So the vice of sloth is, a, is one that creeps up knocks you off of your comfort zone, right? Another vice that can come into play is perhaps pessimism. Perhaps you have this negative idea of what voting means or whether your vote really has any impact whatsoever. These are some of the things you would have to fight against if you were going to consider voting with your conscience, voting with integrity. Maybe it's apathy. You just don't care, right? And all these vices, they kind of work against the character that we're trying to build as gentlemen. So getting rid of as many vices as we can and promoting as many virtues as we can is a good way to progressively become more and more gentleman-like. Brotherhood is made possible in part by the generosity of our supporters on Patreon. Our supporters unlock access to benefits including an insider's look into the Sepulveda studio, exclusive access to bonus content, instant access to a secret podcast called The Chamber, and much more. To help support the creation of content that makes a difference in the lives of men, visit patreon.com slash Juan Sepulveda. Here are a couple of examples I have for you. Impulsiveness, right? Does your candidate act impulsively and doesn't consider the, the ramifications of their actions or the, um, or, or the consequences of their decisions? Uh, is ego uh, something that comes into play, something that becomes an obstacle to the leader? And the good thing is that when you look at the virtues and vices of the individual characters or or I keep on saying characters, but the individual candidates that are in, in the ballot, you can see, are these character traits that I'm willing to support? Is are, are these descriptors of an individual that I want at the helm of my country? And this should help you make a decision to vote your conscience adequately. Now, when it's time for you to look at the issues and look at the candidates, how can you make sure that you're not compromising your values? How, how do you make sure that you're not compromising your ideals for your country? Well, you gotta start somewhere, right? And in this case, you have to start by really understanding what are your values? What do you believe? It helps to know what are the, the things that are at stake at the moment. I'm going to give you some examples of important issues in the 2020 elections. This is according to the Pew Research Center. The economy, healthcare, 
Supreme Court appointments, the coronavirus outbreak, violent crime, foreign policy, gun policy, race and ethnic inequality, immigration, climate change, abortion. These are all topics that are up at stake because the candidates perhaps feel a certain way depending on, on each one of these topics. So what helps you is if you go through this list and you look at, let's say for example, foreign policy, how do you feel about foreign policy? How should we deal with other countries? What should be the relationship we build with other countries? Do we have a collaborative uh, country that works in, in cooperation with other countries or should we, be, should we be more isolated? Should we do our own thing and allow them to do theirs? Uh, when it comes to immigration, for example, are you open for controlled immigration or do you think should everyone should come into the country? So what are your values when it comes to these topics? If you have a departing point or you have a, a baseline to make a decision, then whenever you look at candidates, you can understand, oh, my thoughts line up with his in this topic. So he deserves my vote. Or if if it's the opposite for the for the candidate, you say, you know, I don't like how he deals with this with this topic, then you know that perhaps in that regards, you don't want to support him. So voting your conscience, voting with integrity in this case would, would mean knowing your values and then comparing those with the values proposed by the individuals that are running for, for office. Now you may think, Juan, but it's a lot. I mean, how, how do I even know what these candidates know? Like I'm not constantly watching politics. I, I don't know what they, what they believe. You have certain options, and, and, and I want to give you some choices that can help you make decisions better. For example, to find how the candidates stand in regards to different positions, if there's an issue, what does this individual believe? You can go to their website or you can go to their social media accounts, and at a glance, you can see here's their uh public policy stance. Here's what they believe about immigration. Here's what they believe about the economy. Here's what they believe about the response to the coronavirus pandemic. And that can clarify for you at a glance what they publicly say about those things. Another thing you could do is watch the debates. And I know the debates can be a little bit chaotic at times or they can be lengthy. Maybe you don't have that amount of time. But you can go today, for example, on YouTube, you can look at some of the highlights of the, the debates and you can see what are some of the things that they are arguing or presenting in those debates and help you make a better decision. Another thing that would be very helpful to make your process easier is if you were to request either a sample ballot over the mail or actually request the real ballot, you can look at the different issues at play so that then you can do the research necessary to make a decision on it. Now you can do this research on your own. You can go online and communicate with some of you, the people that you admire. You can look at newspapers. Historically, newspapers has, has been the place to go to see the issues. But nowadays, it's not easy for you to find an opinion online that is reliable. 
there's a uh, phenomena that we see where you have different news outlets that take a position, a biased leaning one way or another. So it becomes difficult for you to understand or for you to really trust. Are they presenting this in an unbiased, very neutral position? Or are they trying to convince me to vote a certain way? And recently I have found some resources that have helped me tremendously. And I encourage you that you check them out as well. A website like allsides.com shows you a headline and it shows you three different headlines. One from a left-leaning news outlet, one from a neutral outlet, and one from a right-leaning outlet. So you can see how they are presenting the news in, independently. And you can then make your own decision by looking at three different sources that give you better insight into what the issue is or what the what the news is. To make it easy for you to access these resources, I'm gonna include links in the comments section. Another one that I found that I think is very informative is called At Fonts Media. And what this page does is they look at a myriad of articles about specific subjects and they see how biased the reporting is. So each news network gets a score of how conservative or how liberal they are how neutral they are and then you can get a visual representation of what each and each and every one of these popular news outlets is like so if for the longest time you and your family have been relying on one news source and you weren't necessarily aware that it was leaning towards one particular party affiliation then you can make a decision to also supplement your news consumption diet to include something that's more neutral or something that is of the opposite view, just so that you can have a contrast and you can see both sides of the issue. So in summary, do I want you to prioritize politics over everything else now and spend all your days and nights consuming politics? Listen, it feels like it sometimes whenever the, the, the voting cycle comes along, it feels like that's all we hear in the news for a year on end, but that's not what I encourage you to do. What I, would like for you to do is for you to be an informed citizen, for you to take your civic responsibility of voting, of having a voice in choosing the people that lead the country, in choosing the outcome of proposed laws and amendments. It is important that we have an active participation in the future of our country. That is part of what makes us a, a civilized country is that we all come together and despite our, despite our ideological differences, we try to come with a consensus and put forth laws that are going to help us achieve different outcomes in our country. So I encourage you to look through this, find what your baseline is, find what are your values, identify what those are, get to know what, who the candidates are, what the issues are, and don't, don't just vote due to pari, uh, party affiliation. Just because your family has voted one way, it doesn't obligate you to actually vote that same way. I say vote with integrity, vote your conscience, and try to make the decisions in the ballot that are going to have the outcome for your country that you so desire. So whatever you choose to do, whatever candidate, whatever uh, issue you, you choose to, to vote for or against, I encourage you to go out there and vote and let everybody know 
that is important for them to take that responsibility into account as well. I want to take this moment to thank you for spending this time with me. I hope that you've learned something. If there's something that I missed that you think I should share with the members of the Gentleman's Brotherhood, please let me know in the comment section. And I'm curious, in the comment section, let me know, have you voted already? Have you taken any of these things into account? I'd love to read your comments and reply to you. As always, thank you for being a part of the Gentleman's Brotherhood. And until next time, I wish you courage, courtesy, and civility. Take care. Hey, before you switch to the next podcast, let me ask you a question. Did you find this episode enjoyable? Did you find any part of it edifying or informative? If so, please consider supporting our show by choosing one of these options. Mainly by sharing it with other men through social media or through your own blog. By leaving a brief rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. Or simply by making a purchase in our store at thegentlemansbrotherhood.com. Regardless of the way in which you choose to support the show, thank you. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night. Good night.